Maurice and I would like to take a little time to thank Robert Rogers and all the folks at Parks Motor Sales for sponsoring the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast. When you need special treatment during your next new or pre-owned vehicle purchase, visit Parks Motor Sales at 919 Nashville Highway in Columbia or visit them online at parksmotorsales.com. about it's southern middle tennessee sports today once again with mo here's chris welcome back into southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid-tennessee bone and joint chris yamo pat intern one andrew moore intern two lawson smith all with you here on the show friday edition of the show happy to have you along with us on wkom 1017 fm front porch sports headquarters in columbia tennessee also on facebook live and twitter as well at under at SM underscore TN Sports on Twitter, Facebook, just search Southern Middle Tennessee Sports or Facebook.com slash SMTN Sports. Real simple. It's 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 not hard. It's not hard at all. And we are excited to have on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with us this morning from the Williamson Herald, Joe Williams. And we have to tell you that. He is brought to you by the Williamson Herald because we didn't get a chance to speak with Charles earlier this week or Joe on Tuesday. So we're going to give the Williamson Herald their just due as they so uh, graciously trade out some advertising with us, and we appreciate that. The Williamson Herald is the only print and digital uh, media outlet in Williamson County, and they do a great job, Charles and Joe, covering sports from Brentwood to Spring Hill and Fairview to Nolansville. You can't find a better uh, sports option in Williamson County than the Williamson Herald. So go to WilliamsonHerald.com today and subscribe. We are not going to talk a lot about Williamson County sports today, Joe, because we are much more interested in your experience over the weekend out in Gladeville at the Nashville Super Speedway. So welcome in to the show, and thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. It's a great way to spend a Friday morning talking to you guys. We appreciate it, Joe. Um, obviously, a very eventful weekend for you this past weekend, as Chris said, over in Glaveful for the um, for the return of NASCAR Cup racing. But you posted a column yesterday that I just thought was fantastically done, and as I posted on Facebook and re reposting it, uh, there weren't a whole lot of people that could write that from the position that you wrote it from. But um, I, I just thought it was a very w- well-written, very representative column on the winner at last week's NASCAR event. Well, thank you. And that was that was Saturday's Xfinity race. Uh, Kyle Busch won his 100th event in that division. And that's just, I mean, that's, that's tantamount, especially considering he doesn't run. And uh, for the last probably seven, eight years, has not run every uh, Xfinity division race. It, it's tantamount to Richard Petty's 200. Um, 
it's just a, and and Kyle has often said, "Have you ever won a hundred? Because he didn't think he would. That he would, he would retire from Xfinity racing and concentrate on his on his Cup stuff." Um, it was. I wrote that simply because I was that moved by how much he has matured, and um, you know, it, his his interaction with his with his son, and it's just, yeah, he's he's still going to be Kyle Busch, but he's. I think uh, the, the difference is, as I said at the end, it's not this this cocky punk Kyle Bush anymore. This is the confident swagger Kyle Bush, and to me, there's a difference. Oh, there's a huge difference. And at, yeah, I I shared that 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 column on my page and had several of my NASCAR friends who who read it said, you know that that's fair because you know. As Kyle said in Victory Lane, you know, he said, "Listen to these people. They don't want me here. They don't. They don't like me here." And I commented under that and said, "Here, there, anywhere." <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Kyle's got this, and he's done some stupid things in his oh, yeah. past. Okay, you know, he he's, he he got upset at Texas with Ron Hornaday in a truck race years ago when Ron was potentially uh, going to win another truck championship, and under caution, put him head on in the wall. Uh, and he paid a price. He was suspended in the whole nine yards. Um, you know, he, he Nashville hates him for busting the guitar in 09. As I mean, well as should. The, the wildest thing to me was my phone literally blew up in victory lane when he crossed the start-finish line to take the checkers. Uh, some of them I can tell you about. Some of them we can't repeat in the family <laughs> show. Uh, you know, I mean – I had at least seven offers of I have bail money in my pocket. <laughs> I actually had a, a a Murfreesboro bail bondsman that said, uh, "Have him take you to Rutherford County." <laughs> wow! I'll, I'll have you out in twenty minutes. You <laughs> shit! Um, yeah, I mean, Nashville hates Kyle for that, but but they don't understand is that after he he made that mistake, and I'm not sure he still considers it a mistake, but he understands why other folks did. Um, he made a very large donation to the uh, to the music program at the Metro National Public Schools, and you know he's his first reaction was, "I'm never going to talk about it. Don't ask me about it. Don't ask me about it." And, and it's become more of a, "Yeah, it happened. Okay, you know, I'd, I'd like to put it behind." Me. All right, you know, I I dare say between the three of us, we could probably pick one or two things in our youth that we really wish we hadn't done. <laughs> Well, just not on that stage. Yeah, I mean, um, just leaving you and Chris out. <clears throat> I've got a couple, so yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, you can <laughs> you you can you can get with that. And and when somebody's trying to grow, you gotta you know you gotta give them the grace to do so. So you know, kudos yeah. to him for for doing that. We're on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Joe Williams of the Williamson Herald, who spent the weekend sharing public address announcer duties with Chase McCabe over at Gladeville. And Joe, did you, did you prove yourself sufficiently to the powers that be that, <laughs> that fill those positions? I, you know, I hope so. Uh, Eric Moses, new president was everywhere. Uh, we, we had not met Sunday afternoon in, in victory lane with Kyle Larson. Um, he actually came over and shook my hand. He said, I just wanted to meet you. I whispered, I leaned over and whispered in his ear and said, thank you. I hope we've been able to do what we said we could do. And he went, oh, yeah. 
<laughs> and that's, been, that's the totality of my interaction with the new president over there. They, the, the place looked great. The, the, it, it's hard to explain just how easy this was. Um, in the old days, you had some folks in the track who were helping you, and you had your two announcers, and we had to create basically everything that happened. This time, when, when NASCAR comes in now, especially on the cup level, they have one group that's producing everything trackside. They have an audio group with a, a producer in the booth that's coordinating all this. And then there's a director in Charlotte who is directing us. I mean, there's I got three, three people in my ear the whole time. And they were just great to work with. And, I mean, they created stuff. It, it truly, you know, I told Chase, I said, all right, when we get – qualifying if you're going to do drive introductions we need to sit down and type this out and find a place to print it oh no 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 no. that's done for you all he had to do was go down and make some notes hmm. i mean it was this this is the as i told him i finally figured out that the, the, the level of professionalism in the last 10 years that bar has gone so high that i was nervous on whether or not we could reach it it ain't a bunch of rednecks anymore huh Oh, son, let me tell you, compared to the first one of these I did in 1982, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know? it, it's it's impressive because despite all of the bad things, you know, the concession issues and the parking issues and, and that sort of thing. Despite, and the cooler issues. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah there, there's several things they got to work on, uh, and, and they know that. And that's the one thing. Eric Moses has, has greatly impressed me um, in that. If he says we're going to work on it and fix it, I believe it's going to be fixed. Well, and I mean, you can't know, you don't know what you don't know. And we knew that 40,000 people were coming, but we'd never had 40,000 people there because they had to expand the grandstands to get to 40,000. So we didn't know how it was going to play out traffic wise on a, you know, on, on, is it Daryl Waltrip Boulevard out there? Well, you, you you get off for us. You get off at eight forty and go down Bill France Boulevard. Bill France, that's it. And and turn on to either Uncle Bob Harmon Way or Daryl Walter Boulevard. Uh, you just you don't might. know what you're. You, you don't. You didn't know what to expect because we'd never had that many people over there. Yeah, and and, and I will say, and, and I know we'll get back to them. You know, the the one thing that that did uh, that I saw right off that was there wasn't enough signage and communication uh, to figure out, you know, which way to go in. And that's like, uh, I guess it was Friday. We got over Thursday, got credentials, went in the way we've always gone by the admin building. And Friday I went in, I was there at 730. No, you got to go in the blue entrance. Okay. Where's the blue entrance? There's no sign. Oh, you got to go back out all the way around the racetrack and then all the way back around the racetrack to get to your parking area. Okay. Uh, uh, so but, but my parking spot is over there. So it's, it's 20 feet away. <laughs> no, Chris, literally, that's what I was going to say. You know, the crazy part is I'm 100 yards from where I'm going to park, but I had to drive three miles to get to it. <laughs> wow. You can – the efficiency is – I get it because I understand, but – it's. It, I had a similar issue last night. We'll put it that R- way. Reminds me of a good friend of mine, a, a late good friend of mine, who who once said, "Common sense ain't so common anymore." Mm. And, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I might argue with that from a company standpoint, but that's that's a whole other story. (laughs) 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 Good job there, sir. It's uh, you know, Joe, you have to be happy though. Everyone that I spoke with who came from out of town uh, said the track looked. As far as a fan experience, the track and the the grandstands and everything, it it felt brand new. Like they had just really done a great job making sure that it was prepared for the cup stage. And I think it probably was. I know just about everything in that sound system, everything in the sound booth was uh, was brand new. Um, the they, they gutted everything in the towers. The uh, the the temporary seats they brought in were solid. They they weren't the rickety. Oh my God, I'm gonna fall through this thing. Um, they had plenty of staff on site. Once you once you got there, they had plenty of staff to direct things around. I think the fan experience was absolutely wonderful. If you again, it, it, the parking and and the concessions, you take those two things away. I think the rest of it was just unbelievably positive. And those are things that can be fixed. And the other thing, the racetrack, you know, one of the things that always been, well, this, the, the track is boring. It's one group, blah, 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 concrete. It wasn't. Well, one, they did something different. Most of the tracks around the circuit have been using what they call JP2, which is, or JP1, which is, uh, it, it's supposed to be, supposed to help the grip of the tires and open up some lanes and this kind of thing. Nashville and NASCAR got together and tried something different and they put a resin down that instead of just saying hey the wheels are going to grip it actually keeps the rubber and on a race race tires you go around the rubber wears off really quickly unlike your street tires but what this did was it left the rubber in place so you had rubber on rubber and it was sticking versus rubber on a solvent that might stick and we saw real quick two, two and a half lanes open up. And, and these guys, you know, the, the truck race and uh, the Xfinity race, even the cup race, if you look back in the field, it was not uncommon to see three, sometimes four wide racing. Right. Yeah. And that was unheard of 10 years ago. Nobody would, nobody would have braved that 10 years ago. Well, I, I, think, I think you're right. I think Nashville, Dover, Everybody involved did a fantastic job getting in, getting this track ready, and kudos to them. And I'm excited to see where it goes from here. How yeah, good I'm, is I'm, Kyle Larson? Oh man, I, you know I think Larson. I think it's a combination. First off, Chevys have a bit of an advantage right now. They're going to a brand new car next year, so everybody's kind of stuck with what they had. And the Chevy folks pretty well figured it out and the Hendrick folks really figured it out and then you put somebody with a talent of Kyle Larson uh, behind the wheel and I mean the kid really is that good Uh, he just he feels things that I think some others don't sometimes he he can feel things in the racetrack and I mean as much as much fun as we had and as good as the race was you know bottom line is the kid was dominant you realize he led 264 out of 300 laps Insane. Think about that. That's that's Walt. You know that that's Daryl Waltrip stats at Nashville. You know when Daryl would come in here and lead three hundred and sixty of four hundred and twenty at the old fairground. So get out in front and stay out in front, huh? Yeah, and I mean that's just 
it's amazing. The, the other big controversy that, that came out of the weekend, uh, defending cup champ and defending most popular driver, Chase Elliott, got disqualified. I did see that. It has been a long, long time since somebody on the cup level just got flat disqualified. And he got moved from, I think he finished sixth, and he got dropped all the way to 39th. I mean, it, it's just going it, to kill him when it comes time to go to the chase in the playoffs. But they found five lug nuts that were loose. Sheesh. That's rough. Yeah. Yeah. I like he, he did, I did like his tweets in NASCAR, though. He said, so if the tire comes off and I crash, do I still get to keep my stage points? Because he picked up some extra playoff points by winning the first stage. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, that's, that's a fair question. But. Man, that's. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what advantage loose lug nuts give you. I don't. I just no. don't know. So no, yeah, no, you don't. It gives you a vibration, and you go slower. Right. I, I'm thinking. Heck, they probably should have moved him up three or four spots just for being able to finish sixth. Well, but it, it, <laughs> well, yeah, it, it is a major safety issue. I mean, if sure, if, you know, if if one of those tires comes off and winds up in a grandstand somewhere, NASCAR's got real problem. We, we don't race anymore. You know. Yeah, so I mean, I understand what they're doing, and I, I think I think the Hendrick operation does too. I think they they got to go back and find out why they were five. My dad but, was know, nearly were... hit by some of the the Bobby Allison car, so we feel. Oh, I got a oh, I got a story on that one for you one day. <laughs> we'll have to hear it another time because we are up against a break. But Joe, thanks for joining us. You are always a pleasure. I appreciate one quick last note. It sure. is a sad day in NASCAR. Uh, the great Jack Ingram. Passed away last night. Jack, uh, known as the Iron Man, uh, back in the 70s and 80s, just dominated the late model sportsman in the original Bush Grand National Series. Um, and I remember he, he won a race here in 84. And, uh, he and Joe Carver, who was a general manager at the time with Big Buddies, and Carver tells me after he wins, he said, son, you've got one tough interview. He ain't going to say anything, and he don't like nobody. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm 21 years old, and I stand in here shaking because this is the great Jack Ingram. And the only thing I remember, he's just a big teddy bear. <laughs> Must have liked He was just a really, he's just a really nice guy, and uh, it's 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 a sad day, but these things happen. Joe, thanks again. We appreciate your time, and we look forward to speaking with you again soon. Guys, I love spending time with y'all. Y'all have a great weekend. You too, buddy. <laughs> bye bye. Joe Williams of the Williamson Herald on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. When we come back, it's T. Willie talking NASCAR. We'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Y'all stick around. to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, the sports talk show you've always wanted. Welcome back into the show. 13 minutes to the top of the hour and our final show of the week. Glad to be with you on this Friday edition. Coming to you from the Lee Company studio right here in Columbia. And... It's going to be a, a fun weekend, plenty to to talk about uh, on Monday. Hopefully, we'll be talking about some College World Series 
on Monday and previewing the Vanderbilt Commodores, but we'll see. That would be ideal. That would be nice. Uh, that being said, this weekend is full of NASCAR because we got Dublay headers, double headers in NASCAR this weekend. And to talk about it, we have, as always, our friend, Terry Wilcox, Mr. T. Willie on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. And that's that's appropriate considering, you know, his duties over at Parks. <laughs> he was wearing his Parks Motor Sales shirt this morning in in the following his his show on inside of Middle Tennessee. So T. Willie, welcome in. What's going on, buddy? Uh not much. And I'm also this weekend I was Joe Williams personal chauffeur. I'm uh, running him back from the media center to the press box all weekend long. <laughs> that's, that's a fun job. Oh, it was fun. Joe, Joe is awesome. I tell you, I've enjoyed listening to him uh, call the races for so long. Him and Malcolm West, which are an unbelievable duo. But uh, Joe's a great guy and does a fantastic job. So, But I had a good time this weekend for the races. You know, he went through everything that happened out there. You know, a few glitches that they'll fix. That more people than they've ever had before, so they'll they'll get those taken care of. So, the great weather was beautiful out there, uh, unbelievable. So, and and just looking forward to the Kyle Larson twin doubleheader wins this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> right, seems like you can't lose. And now, if he ran a truck in the Xfinity, he'd probably go four for four, but he doesn't. But uh, at Pocono this weekend, uh, we'll be broadcasting live on. 101.7 starting at 10:30 both days. Uh, we're going to have a truck race tomorrow. Uh, then that'll be followed by my pre-race show around 12:30, and then the Cup race uh, will come on. We'll come on air about one with that, and about two o'clock be the green flag. And then on Sunday we'll do it all over again with the Xfinity and the Cup. So should be a great weekend. You know, Kyle Larson is hot right now, but the one person that's won the most out there at that track. Is actually Danny Hamlin. I believe he's got six wins on that in that track. So he's one you got to keep an eye on as well. But I don't know if anybody has anything for uh, for Hendricks Motorsports. All four of those cars were fast this weekend. So even even with the fog nuts loose, right? <laughs> Denny Hamlin, if if he's going to win, has got to come from the ten spot to do it. Uh, and there are two, three, four, five Chevrolets in front of him. <laughs> yep. And including Kyle Bush, uh, Kyle Bush in the Toyota, he is the highest uh, starting Toyota in that five spot. Right. And uh, that's a... Uh, it's a tall order. It is. But, uh, it's going to be tough. But, yeah, but that's such a big track, as you know. It's, uh, it is. Got, got the three, it's got the longest straightaway in NASCAR, but it's got three, actually three straightaways for the most part, three three corners or six, however you want to look at it. But, uh, and it usually runs pretty well. They don't really have a lot of uh, cautions there. Uh, Clayton's trying to call me, but I'm going to cut him off. Cut but, him uh, off. Cut yeah, his mic I, off. They cut his mic off. Yeah. You need to come on the air too. But anyways, um, it, it should be a good race. You could come back in the back and, uh, and get to it, but, uh, you got to, everything's got to fall right. You got to have good pit stops. And you mentioned, the. Uh, the advantage of having five lug nuts loose. Well, the main advantage is most likely you got a faster pit stop. But in the end, <laughs> right. but in the end, it hurts you. And see, he had a vibration chase did, and he kept telling them, but they just thought it was a bad tire. But uh, but that was that's horrible. But 
But yeah, Kyle Larson's hot right now. Uh, it's going to take a lot to slow him down, and he can run anything. You know, you put him in a dirt car, put him in a super late model, anything he runs, and he wins. So, but uh, but anyways, I'm I was excited this week, past weekend, like Joe said, great great people to work with. I worked with the uh, Gary Camp out of Dover. He's a bike VP up there. Uh, we did all the infield media stuff. So I got to be in Victory Lane, got to see all the interviews. Uh, a, a big thing that happened is uh, Sam Bass, the late Sam Bass, his son, and uh, and the guy that runs the, the place for him now, they delivered this special guitar to the track in honor of Sam, and they're going to put it in a in a, a show in the case. It'll be permanently on display, and uh, that was amazing. Sam was such a great individual, and everybody really loved Sam Bass. So, but uh, a great weekend got to see Ryan Priest get his first win in the truck race. That was amazing. Uh, you know, I don't care about Kyle Bush, but but then um, Kyle Larson got to win Sunday, so yeah. there we go. Did you read? Did you read Joe's article? Uh, his his column about Kyle. You know, I missed it. And, I'll, I'll uh, send that to you because it really it it really kind of. I don't know if it changed my opinion on Kyle Bush, but it certainly altered the uh, the level of disdain that I had for Kyle Bush. <laughs> If that makes sense, my my whole problem with the Xfinity thing is, uh, you know, would you know, would Mike Trout with Barry Bonds would they go play Triple A baseball? How many home runs do you think they'd hit? You know, you're running against uh, young up and coming stars, and basically you got a cup team. So yeah, he got to 100 wins. That the second highest is Mark Barton with 49. That's great, but he's a he's a cup champion. Why are you running in the minor leagues? I mean, I understand going to a new track, maybe running on Friday or Saturday to just to get a feel for the track, but uh, to go out there and, and take a, a spot away from a Xfinity regular because there was uh, six cars, Xfinity cars, that went home uh, Saturday that did not get to race because and he, he took one of their spots. So that that's my whole issue with that team, uh, and I I won't change my mind on that. That's, that's, I don't that- that is a, an excellent point, and I, don't, I didn't really think about that, but you're right. And now, now personally, yeah, he, he's changed uh, somewhat. Uh, his, his, his little son is amazing. Uh, I got a great picture I forgot to put up of Brexton. He was actually did a little press conference, and he was actually signing autographs. So it was amazing. So, But, uh, yeah, that's that's my whole issue uh, with Kyle Bush running in the Xfinity. You, don't, you know, when you make the major leagues – you don't go around in the minors. I'm sorry, especially with the major, with a basically a, a cup team. So you're obviously going to win, and he does. So, but anyways, I don't really like talking about Kyle Bush, as you can tell. <laughs> I hear you. That's all good. Um, so, who you got this weekend? You got? Are you on the Larson training again? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can't you can't jump off of Kyle Larson until something happens, and they either. Uh, and the only thing he's going to beat him is probably a bad pit stop or a penalty or, or a wreck. Other than that, he's going to be competing, contending for the win. But like I said, don't go to sleep on on Denny Hamlin. Uh, right. You know, he's, he's won there six times, so he knows how to do it. Uh, Kevin Harvick hasn't really been looking that good at all. But uh, I think it was last year or the year before, year before, I think, uh, he won 20 races before he won a race and then he won four of the last 16 or whatever. So that team may be turned around. They don't look like, but I think Joe hit on a great point. 
uh, with the with the new cars coming tomorrow, uh, coming next year, they kind of aren't doing anything with the current cars, and so you basically got what you what you had, and the Chevys figured it out at the end of last year, and uh, that that's probably the whole reason they're dominating. Next year is going to be different. You probably have qualifying and practices at probably every track because it's a new car. So next year is going to be interesting, and uh, we still haven't don't have a date for the Nashville race next year. Uh, we probably won't get the schedule till October or whatever, because there's talk that they're looking at possibly changing, maybe a couple new tracks go in the schedule, uh, nothing official. But hopefully it'll be June 19th next year, so I can uh, get my parking schedule or my camping spot reserved. <laughs> that would be That's ideal. Hey, uh, we're going to get you out of here just a little bit early because I, I was I was trying to get uh, I was trying to get Clayton Harris on to talk a little bit about his uh, weekend. But uh, give yeah. us give us a give us a, a quick get silly with T Willie. Come on now. What kind of car does an egg drive? An egg. An egg. What kind of car does an egg drive? No idea. A yolks wagon. Oh, <laughs> good one, good one. Hey, good luck to Clayton that, uh, tonight. They play at eight o'clock at Club American Little League. All right. So, okay. Appreciate you. Have a good one. You too. All right. That was T. Willie. I was trying to get Clayton Harris on the line because uh, I wanted to talk about that, that, uh, that game tonight. They have, they play, he said eight o'clock. I thought that's what he said. Sounds kind of late for little guys, but hey. Yeah, you would think, but uh, we'll try to get Clayton on real quick to talk about that because uh, I don't know what time they're supposed to play this weekend, but I would like to know. So, Hey, Clayton Harris, you are live on WKOM 1017 FM. How are you this morning? I'm doing well, buddy. How are <laughs> hey, you? Give us a quick update. You guys are playing Tullahoma this weekend, right? At Columbia American Little League? That is correct. Uh, we have uh, tonight starting at 6 o'clock, we have Spring Hill versus Tullahoma in the 10U matchup. It is a best of three game series. Also at 6 o'clock, and that's on the minor league field. Gotcha. On the major league field at 6 o'clock, you have Tullahoma and Columbia coach pitch. That's the best of three game series. And then at 8 o'clock tonight, you have the 12U Columbia versus Tullahoma uh, first uh, game number one. Uh, in a best of three game series tomorrow uh, you'll have the 11 year olds in a three game round robin starting at two four and six between columbia spring hill and telahoma and then tomorrow night you have game two of the coach pitch starting at four o'clock 10 you between uh telahoma and spring hill at six and then columbia and telahoma at 8 p.m all right appreciate you man just wanted to get yes, that sir. information out there Will it be on hey, one? Free, will free, it be on one hundred three seven? What one hundred three seven FM tonight, and also free admission. So if you can make it out to the park, it'll be fun. All right, we appreciate you, man. Talk to you later. Thank you, sir. All right, that's going to do it for our show this week. It is Friday. We'll see you on Monday at nine a.m. Thank you for listening to the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast brought to you by Parks Motor Sales. Don't forget to listen each day live 9 to 11 a.m. on WKOM 1017 FM in Columbia. Also visit our website sm-tnsports.com for more local sports coverage in Southern Middle Tennessee.